Brother Rossinger a standing, amen, hand clap of appreciation for, for, for driving 12 or 14 hours, amen, from Akron, Ohio, back down here to be with us, amen, this Sunday morning. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that, but he came, and we're so grateful, amen, that he made that journey down here. We love you, Brother Rossinger. Thank you, Brother Morrell. Everybody say praise the Lord. You can be seated. My, my, my. What a privilege and a pleasure it is to be here. Amen. To see what God has done right here for higher praise tabernacle. And God's certainly been good. God has been good to watch this just go into action the way it has. He was asking me how long we've known each other, and I, I really don't know either. We both preached camp meeting together many, many years ago at Brother Tingle's. And, uh, and then we got to know each other and preached for him in the very first building, I guess. And then over here, now here. Amen. So you know what? We're just thrilled about being here. All the beautiful improvements, the sign, and the walkway out in the back. Lord, have mercy. It just it just gets gooder and gooder, don't it? Amen. Good to see brother and sister Dotson, the Humphreys. Amen. We're just glad, glad to be here. Amen. And I'll tell you what. Living for God is the best thing ever happened to me. I'll say that, I hope, until the day I die, because it's the truth. Forty-three years ago, nothing but a dopehead, nothing but a drunkard and a thief living on the streets of North St. Louis, and God got a hold of my heart. My, my, my. <laughs> Woo! I don't ever get tired of telling you, never. We had a little deal there at the church here a few weeks ago. It was kind of uh, a craft deal, and people come and set up little overhead tents and sold their little whatevers. And there was a woman there. She was selling honey, different flavors, and whatever. And uh, man, I got to talking to her about the Lord and what God has done for me. How that he's blessed me, and uh, man, I got excited. Come on, I, I I got excited, you know. I've preached so many little messages about it, but you know, one of them I used to preach was, you're not in a place where God can't help you. Nobody is in a place where God can't help you. And I was telling that woman about pulling in that filling station, a little Chevy 2 I was driving. I didn't have any gas. I was going to auto body school. I just got in church. And, uh, man, I looked, and I only had a couple dollars in my hand. I did not have enough money to get the gas and buy the bread and the lunch meat and a pack of cupcakes for my lunch the next week. And I was foolish, real foolish. I was a new convert. 
that guy was coming out of that Clark station getting ready to pump my gas. That's back before all this stopping on the mark or pay the penny. And he was coming out. And as he was coming out, I said, God, I'm in a place where even you can't help me. I said, I need a miracle, and I need it in the next 15, 20 seconds. And you know what? That old boy walked over there. He took the handle off of the pump, put it in that little Chevy 2's gas tank, pulled the trigger. It went click, click. He hung it back up and he said, son, I can't put no gas in your car. It's full. Oh, if you can't get no more excited than that. You ain't been there. You just ain't been there. Oh, come on. You've been there. Lord, have mercy. Needless to say, I took what I had left, went and got my bread, my lunch meat, and a pack of cupcakes. Thank God. But I learned a lesson, and I'm going to do my best to live by it, that nobody's in a place where God can't help you. I know it gets looks rough, tough, and difficult. But he's a mighty God. Come on. Amen. Wow, I got so much and so little time to say it all in. But I appreciate Brother and Sister Morell so much. As he said, through the years, I've just always enjoyed his fellowship, his friendship, his preaching, and just everything about him. They're just, in our book, they're top-notch. First class. Amen. And I thank God for what's going on here in Covington. Man, get on board, folks. Get on board. It'll work out better. We was at a picnic one time, and a guy was sitting in a lawn chair. And I come off the ball field, sweat dripping all over me, and, and uh, just... About ready to drop because I just wore slap out. And I I said, man, why don't you come on out and join us? He said, oh, brother, I'm having as much fun sitting here watching you as you are out there playing. And I took about three steps. And I stopped and turned around and I said, oh, no, you're not. There ain't nobody sitting in the cheap seats having as much fun as those that are up there in the battle. You know why some people don't like church? Because they don't do nothing in church. And when you don't do nothing in church, you don't get nothing in church. Why would God bless somebody that will never raise their hand? Why would he bless somebody that will never clap their hand? Why would he bless somebody that wouldn't even give a dollar in the offering plate? Boy, we're kind of...
We give a dollar and one a thousand back in return. Come on. Man, living for God's the best thing ever happened to me. I don't, I, I don't envy the world. I don't envy nobody in the world. Come on, we got the best thing. Amen. God's been so good to us. Man, I appreciate everybody. Go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 3. Man, good to see old brother Barfield here. I think I'm going to stir up probably about five or six devils this afternoon, and I'm going to let him take care of them. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to get them mad, and I'm going to say, there he is right over there. Tell him to put up or shut up. Huh? Love Brother Barfield. Man, what they do is just unbelievable as far as I'm concerned. Get out there on the streets. He was telling me how my nephew and different ones said they're going to come. I said, no, they ain't going to come. They got to have a pulpit. They got to be up front. They got to do it where everybody can see them. They can't do it in the dark or in the shadows. Come on, folks. You know why David was David? Because he did in the dark, in the light, what he did in the dark. Wasn't nobody watching when he killed that lion, killed that bear. Just God. But that's why God put him as the head of Israel. Come on. But you know what? Folks, I'm telling you, you're missing it. My little woman that was selling the honey, I got talking to her about the Lord. You know, when I got done, I tried to tell her every story I could, tried to just hurry up and tell her little tidbits and messages, anything I could. Told her about, I said, you see the over there? That's the church house door. I said, you see them doors? When you walk through there, you walk through the doors of hope. Anything can happen. Anything. Man, you know, she said a few nice things. She said, man, you encouraged me or whatever. My son's on drugs, this and that. I said, oh, ma'am, come on. God can do it. Well, when I turned to leave from her, my trailer's parked right around the corner there of the church. My pastor, my old pastor, it was kind of funny, but he didn't run the aisles. He skipped the aisles. You know, he'd skip. And, uh, I didn't skip, but, buddy, I felt like skipping. And when I left, I felt like skipping, and I just said, God, I said, after talking to her, I said, God, I'm not ready to die. I feel like I still got a mission. Come on, anybody got a mission in here? Wouldn't you like to see somebody get baptized in Jesus' name? Somebody get filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody get deliverance from a tormented mind. Ooh, wow, I got to hurry. Genesis chapter 3. Good friend of mine came by. I don't know if you know him, Brother Barfield, Billy Hughes. He come by the other night to see us. Went and ate dinner with us. And, uh, my, 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 just come out of a revival. About nine people baptized. 
He brought so many people. He has a van, but he brought so many people to church. They had to give him a personal escort. They had to give him a church van because his van wouldn't hold all the people he was bringing. Come on. And then you're sitting there telling me it can't be done. No. People say it can't be done or usually interrupted by somebody doing it. Genesis 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Mm. For God doth know in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the, women, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave it also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Pastor Morrell, would you please pray? Church, would you help him? Come on, church. Oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Woo! Oh, yes. Do it today. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. I'm going to be honest with you. It's my message, but it's another man's title. And uh, I'm going to borrow it today. But uh, notice that it says, uh, God said that you're not to eat of the tree of the knowledge. You can eat of every other tree, every other tree in the garden, but of the one. You shall not eat of it. Ain't that sad? Instead of focusing on the ones that we can't eat, we focus on the one we can't eat. It's kind of like us, I guess. Man, we focus on everything we can't do instead of what we can do. 
And uh, over in the book of Galatians, it says, You did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? Who? Not what? Who? Come on. Now, the, God said, you can eat of all the trees except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The devil comes along and gets her to focus on the one tree instead of all the others. He twisted around. But what blows my mind is how come we listen to the devil instead of listening to God. I'm talking even about myself at times. I want to talk to you for a little while about voices. Voices that affect our choices. I, I don't want to say this like this, but I would dare say that today, right here in this service, there are two voices that are speaking. One of them is telling us to live for God, worship the Lord, get involved. Come on, do your part. And then there's always that other voice that says, oh, just sit there. It don't make a difference. Come on. And then if we're not careful, our voice has to do with our choice. Simple, elementary, and basic. Destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. If you go to hell, it's your choice. If you go to heaven... It's your choice. When we were in California, there were men, very physically able and strong, that would come to the church and use the faucet, wash up, and kind of comb their hair. And I thought, wow, living in cardboard boxes. And then I heard a preacher preach one time. He's talking about people. He said, you know what? He said there's only about 5% that really want to get up and change their situation. He said the other 95% would rather gripe and complain. You know why? It's easier to gripe and complain than it is to get up and do something about it. Come on. Lord, so you know that's what I got to deal with here this morning. Amen. It's your choice whether we have church or not. Oh, come on. It ain't necessarily just up to my preaching. I'll do the best I can. But what we're going to slack on is you doing the best you can. Huh? Some of you are going to sit there and say, Brother Rice, I can pull a rabbit out of the hat. Why don't you pull a rabbit out of the hat? I'll settle for a squirrel. 
Some of you, I'll settle for a mouse. Some of you just squeak. I'd, I'd probably pass out. Come on now. I'm just prodding you. But what I'm saying is true. We can have church today if you want to have church. Oh, no, the devil ain't stopping us. Get out of here. I'll not buy that. If he could have stopped us, he'd have stopped us a long time ago. He can't stop higher praise tabernacle. Woo! Come on. Destiny's not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. It's what you choose. Man, I'm telling you, you know what? You're in the situation you're in today because you choose to be in that situation. You can choose to get out of it just like you choose to get in it. You know what once somebody said? You know how they got out of Egypt? They walked out of Egypt. You know how you're going to get out of your mess? You're going you get mad enough or woman enough to get up and walk out of your mess. Quit blaming everybody else. Quit crying around. Come on, quit listening to the wrong voice and listen to the right voice. The ultimate outcome of anyone's life is a matter of personal choice. Woo! Your future is what you decide it will be. You are where you are because of your thinking. Your thinking dictates your decisions, and decisions are choices. I will not let my past Dictate or determine my future. That was one thing I told the lady with the, the uh, selling the honey. I said, you know what? I was a drunkard. I was a thief. I was a dopehead. But I said, if I die today, ma'am, I won't be remembered as a dopehead, a drunkard, or a thief. I'll be remembered as an apostolic evangelist. That went around trying to preach to people. You don't have to go to hell. You can go to heaven. Woo, voices, voices that determine our choices, that affect our choice. God said don't, and the devil said do, and look at the mess we're in. But there ain't too many of us that can point the finger because we've done the same thing. The devil said, don't open your mouth. The devil said, don't do that. The devil said, don't go there. But we did it anyway. And when you make a choice, it has a consequence. I didn't wait till I came to church to make my choice up. I made my mind up way before I came to church today. I'm going to do the best I can. I don't care if you sit on me. I don't care if you don't clap. I don't care if you don't worship. I came to clap. I came to worship. I came to have church. And I'm hoping, Brother Clint, there's a few more of us that want to have church. If you don't, I still do. I still believe in revival. I don't want to be 
be mean today. I don't want to just doubt you all the time. You might be dead, but the church ain't dead. Huh? The church ain't dead. The elders said something about revival. Man, my mind went immediately to Granite City. Amen. Around there was drier than three shucks. They said, well, how dry is three shucks? Well, it's drier than two shucks. Huh? We hadn't had revival, and I couldn't tell you when. And where Brother Avery's at now, the former pastor was Brother Tanner. He came to our church in Granite City and preached to us. And when he got done one night, he looked around and he said, Wow, I feel revival in this place. God forgive me, I was on your side then. Huh? Because I thought, you ain't been around here, buddy. Huh? Yeah, he said, I feel revival in this place. You know what? My pastor got up behind him. He said, you know what? I feel revival in this place. And I thought, man, we got one. Now we got two. Huh? That was on Sunday night. By the next Thursday, we started revival. By the next Sunday night, we had seven baptized and six received the beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost. Can you give me a little help here? Oh, come on, clap for the Lord. Like Brother Tingle used to say, if you're going to do it, do it. And if you ain't, don't. Woo! Don't listen to the wrong voice today. Listen to the right voice. Woo-wee. My past can never be changed. But I can change the future. Come on. By changing my actions today. And you know what? I'm ready to get up and change my actions today. Man, yesterday I may not have done so good, but I'm going to try harder today. Ooh, come on. Y'all are making it rough, but I'm going to keep on going. Come on. Right decisions. Wrong decisions. Man was getting ready to take over. A young banker was getting ready to take over where an old banker left off. So he was wise. He went to the old banker and said, tell me something I can do that will help me be a good banker. And the old banker looked at him and said, two words, right decision. And the young banker looked at him and said, man, that's helpful. But how does one know how to make right decisions? And he said one word, experience. He said, wow, well, how do you gain experience? He said two words, wrong decisions. You know why us preachers can get up here and preach like I'm preaching today? Because I've seen a lot of people like you that listen to the wrong voice. Their lives are messed up, mixed up, and it don't have to be if you'll listen. Come on. You know what? I know we kind of have a hard time, but you know what? If you'll listen, 
You can save yourself a lot of heartaches. Man, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. But you can't listen to the wrong voice and do the right thing. You can't. It won't work. You've got to do the, listen to the right voice. I remember years ago, hey, man, a young man came to me. He said, Brother Reisinger, I hear two voices. How can I tell which one's God and which one's the devil? That was a good question. Kind of had me stuck for a minute. I thought, the Lord helped me. I said, I got, I'll tell you what to do. Get on your knees. And the voice you hear the loudest is God's voice. I don't know, Brother, Brother Morello will remember this, but way over in the very first building, we was having revival. There was a young guy get up and testify. Man, God said this. God said that. God said this. God said that. And I was preaching the revival. I was over there laying in the floor an hour and a half, two hours a day, squalling and bawling, crying and praying. And I, I didn't hear God talk no time. And so, man, one night he got up and testified. I said, man, brother, I, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to be preaching this revival instead of me. Huh? And then I... Talked to the good elder. I said, Elder, I got a gut feeling. He said, Well, Brother Reisinger, I've learned in my lifetime that gut feelings, you need to pay attention to them. And I told him, He said, What's your gut feeling? I said, I got a gut feeling that that dude's fooling with his sister in law. My gut feeling was right. He left. God told him to leave. Oh, you all ain't real. Oh, come on now. God, God ain't talking to you folks. Not like you think he's talking to you. Huh? You're talking to yourself. And that's what I told him. God ain't speaking to you, man. You're talking to yourself. I'm over here squalling and bawling and praying and crying, and God ain't talking to me like he's talking to you. Wow, I got your attention. Are you ready to go already? Come on. Why do you think God ordained a pulpit? Why do you think God ordained a preacher? Why do you think God gave you a pastor so you could hear the voice of the Lord? I got to be careful. I'm up here all by myself. But I'm going to tell you something. Hey, you better be careful. There ain't no doubt you're smarter. You know, and somebody said, well, I'm smarter than you. I, go, I don't doubt that. And I, I can tell you right now, you know this already. I've said it here before. I'm smarter than my wife. Well, I can prove that real quick. Look at what I married and look at what she married. They do better than this in Baptist churches. I'm funning with you. Voices that affect our choices. 
Come on, folks. The devil comes around and says, And next thing you know, you're chasing after a voice. And you know what the rest of the story is, man. The beautiful paradise wasn't a beautiful paradise no more. All of a sudden, that sinless situation turned out to be a nightmare that we're still facing and fighting today. Man, I want to listen to the right voice. You go there in in the book, and, and it talks about Samuel, and he he hears the voice of the Lord, Samuel, Samuel, and he runs in there and he says, Eli, did you call me? He said, No, son, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he goes back to bed. Samuel, Samuel, and he runs back in there. Eli, did you call me? You know why he was running in there to Eli? Because the voice of the man of God and the voice of God are just alike. Hello? Third time, you know what he said. Tell him, speak for thy servant here. Don't listen to the wrong voice. You'll pay a terrible price. Listen to God's voice. Come on. You know what I like about choices? One good choice can override a bunch of bad choices. Man, you could be a devil. You could be a rascal. You could be a whatever. But today, if you chose, you could run to this altar, repent of your sins, get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and be the best saint that was in this church today. We don't care about your past. We're worried, we're worried about your future. Woo! But you know what? Man, if we're not careful, voices... Voices. You ever notice all these crazy people that go nuts when they hear voices? Everybody, they heard voices. They heard the voice of God. You know the voice of God. Don't tell you to kill somebody. When it's right there in the commandments, thou shalt not kill. And really what it means is thou shalt not murder. Come on. So you know God don't talk like that. You know, it's like that time, hey, man, uh, 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 a guy told me, he said, Brother Reisinger, if I sell a trailer, he said, uh, I sell this trailer, I'm I'm going to give you a $500 offer. And I immediately went into travail. Oh, you you all ain't real good. Man, if you got that much money, come see me after service. I got some blue strings, red strings, painless strings. But anyway, this guy said, I'll give you a $500 offering. And you know what? The Lord spoke to me and said, pay your tithes in advance. Ho, this is the devil. Huh? This is the devil want me to pay my tithes in advance. Oh, you know better than that. The devil don't want you to pay your tithes at all. 
Some of you are still listening to him. You probably ain't paid yours and God knows when. But you'll get caught up. One of these days, God will catch you. You can't rob God and cheat God and get by with it. I'm trying. I'm like old Jeff Arnold. I can shout when they preach about tithes. You know why I can shout? Because I pay mine. So, hey man, I said, here, I gave him the money. That was his pastor and my pastor were the same. I said, give this to my pastor and tell him, I'm paying tithes in advance on your blessing. Right. Woo-wee. Like I told the guy when I was coming here, hey man, on the way to, way, way, way to Georgia, I was telling him about when I was preaching for Nathan Dudley. And in that revival, we had a three-day fast, an all-night prayer meeting, and we took communion. He said, in one revival? I said, absolutely, in one revival. In one week. I said, now, if you had any doubts whether I'm saved or not, you can forget it. I'm saved. Anybody can do a three-day fast, take communion, and pray all night long. They're saved. So anyway, man, I gave him, gave him them ties. You know, a month went by, two months went by, then the devil started speaking again. You idiot, you dummy. That was, come on, that's the way he is. You know, it don't work. That, 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 that thing about amen, the, the Lord of the harvest and all that, it don't work. Come on. You can't give and it be given back to you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Huh? He'll tell you all kinds of lies if you'll sit there and listen to him. He'll tell you you got to walk out of here the same way you came in, and that's a lie from the pits of hell. So, make a long story short, a few months went by. Amen. Several months, about six months went by. Amen. We parked our trailer at Madisonville, Kentucky, and went out and done some preaching without it. When we came back, all down the side of it. Looked like somebody just took a ball-peen hammer and just knocked it. And I called the person that owned it before me. I said, hey, did you ever claim hail damage on that trailer? He said, no, we never had no hail damage. I said, well, they sure got it now. So I called up the insurance company. They come out, and she said, look, you know, said, get an estimate. Hey, man, I got the estimate. The man that did the estimate, he said, now, preacher, listen. They're not going to give you this amount. But he said, I'm going to write it out for this amount because this is what it would take to replace it. They're going to negotiate with you. And you know what? We were sitting at my wife's house, my wife's mom's house, and that adjuster come out, walked around that trailer, and I seen her getting in her vehicle. And I, all of a sudden she said, hey, Mr. Reisinger, stay out of them hailstorms. She said, if you don't hear nothing from me, amen, in a day or two, I'll mail you a check. I said, hey, can I come and pick it up? I said, hey, can I come and pick it up? She said, yes. When I went and picked it up, I paid my tithes again, and they were about 10 or 15 times higher than the ones I paid the first time. Come on, somebody. You got to listen to the right voice. 
choices that affect you. You know what? You're a winner or a loser by the choice you make. Now, if you choose to be a cigarette smoker, you're not going to win. If you choose to sneak around, cheat around, whatever you do, you're not going to be a winner. Look at all these guys out here in Hollywood and all these football players and all this stuff that goof around. It bites them sooner or later. Why don't you just get in there and live for God and let's go to heaven and let's be happy. You know, I, I really kind of choose sometimes whether I'm happy or sad. Come on. I, I sent out a little thing the other day, a little text to several of my friends. Amen. I, you know, smile a while and give your face a rest. And raise your hands and say, give me a little more. Come on, man. It works. It works. That's why the Bible said a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. That's why it said the joy of the Lord's your strength. Uh, uh, old Brother Verity from Austria, and he said he, he was in some city, and he said he's just walking down the street where everybody was, and he said he was walking like this. Like this. And he said, everybody was saying, how you doing? How you doing? Huh? They ain't seen nobody happy in so long, they don't know how to act. Come on, folks. I'll tell you this one, and i got to go on because this one might get me in trouble. But he said he was at a church, and they had like a choir like you got or an ensemble. And they sang a song, and they blew it away. And he walked up to the guy leading it, and he said, man, you blowed it away. He said, man, you blowed my mind. He said, we did? He said, yeah. How in the world did you get all them people to sing about joy? And not one of them had a smile on their face. Voices that affect our choices. Come on, folks. Man, I've been reading about Ruth. been reading about Esther. Two women. Amen. In the Old Testament, that whole, whole books were written about these two women. Come on. Ruth was a Gentile that married a Jew. Esther was a Jew that married a Gentile. Ruth was poor, a peasant. Amen. But Esther was a queen. So God can use a peasant or he can use a queen. Come on. Ruth, Ruth starts out, amen, with three funerals. But it ends up with the neatest marriage and a baby being born and the happiest thing that could happen. Come on. And that's the way your life can be today. If you'll make the right choice, you might be sad, but you can go out of here glad. You might be down, but you can go out of here up. You might be sick, but you can go out of here healed. But man, I just, just little tidbits in there. Man. Can you imagine somebody leaving Bethlehem, Judah, which is called the house of bread and praise, leaving that to go to Moab? Your elevator don't go to the top. Huh? Leave this church to go to Moab? And then I read this, and I, 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 I had to grab it. 
Nobody ever left Moab for Israel and came up short. Oh, no, ain't none of you all come out of Moab here. None of you come out of the world, come out of the dope house, come out of the tavern, come out of something. You don't even want nobody to know where you came out of and brought you into this. Man, you sure didn't get the worst of the deal. You got the best of the deal. But now, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Let's flip the coin over now. Nobody ever lived in Israel and went to Moab. That wasn't worse. Come on, I don't envy no backslider. There ain't no backslider happy. There ain't no backslider got it better than we got it. Shake yourself. Wake yourself. You're not going to be happier if you go back to the world. He's lying to you. He's more subtle than any beast in the field. That means he makes use of clever and indifferent methods to achieve his his situations or something, cunning and crafty. Man, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Voices that affect your choices. And if you would just really listen hard to the voice that you think's talking to you right now. Man. Time would fail to go on. Man, I can tell you all the wise. Look at Mary. One thing's needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, and it shall not be taken away from her. Don't ever get to the place that you're too spiritual to come to an altar. Kneeling down at your seats, okay, but it won't get the job done. Come on. Oh, Ruth said, Whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. See, ain't that something? That's the way it is in life. Here's Ruth, and here's Orpah. Amen. Both of them hearing the same voice. It's coming from Naomi. For some reason, Ruth grabbed it, and Naomi let it go on by. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is in life. Amen. If we're not careful, some of us... Amen. We, we listening to the wrong voice. I want to hear what God's got to say. Man, I appreciate this good singing and music today. But please, always put God first. Always put God first. Always put God first. Amen. The psalmist said, I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. Hebrews 11, Moses choosing rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. Deuteronomy said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. You know how many people I've watched through the years? You know what? I, I don't, I, you got to be Maybe family barriers, or maybe I'll say something I shouldn't say. But, you know, I remember I came for a revival one time in, in the other building over here, and y'all were in here praying on the altar. And what's her name was pulling her hair out on the altar. I, I got it in my notes. I, I, I'm 
not that we want to, we want to, you know, just rub somebody's nose in the dirt. That's not the reason. But we want to try to spare somebody else. Come on, let's stand up here. Come on. Man, my own father-in-law. I preached there at Brother Prather's one night, and he was squalling and bawling back there in his pew. I went back there. I said, Kenny, why don't you come to the altar? He's crying. He says, Stanley, Stanley, I'm giving my children something this year for Christmas. I ain't never gave them before. And I said, what's that, Kenny? He said, I'm going to give them a Christian dad. But he didn't come to the altar that night. He's listening to the wrong voice. That voice that said, wait. Some other time. Some other place. One, but just a short time after that, that he passed away. Man, I don't even like telling that. My beautiful wife, Sharon, that's her own daddy. But it's so sad. It's so sad to watch people that just, you, you, why do you listen to the bartender? Why do you listen to the dope peddler? Why do you listen to the, smooth mouth, whatever that's out there. Why won't you listen to us? If I've lied to you somewhere, I can understand it. If he's lied to you, whatever. But you know it ain't true. But then you'll listen to other voices. I'm tired of seeing people lost. No, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But you know what? Brother Barfield said, well, go preach to me, Brother Rysinger. I can take it. They ain't going to hurt me. And I feel the same way, folks. I wouldn't give you two cents for a preacher that couldn't preach to me. Couldn't tell me I was wrong when I was wrong. My doctor that I went to at the very beginning of this thing. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I just went to him the other day again, but I've got to talk to him because I'm going to tell him, Doc, the next time you get a hard-headed patient like me, put your foot down. He kept telling me, you need to go to a urologist. You need to go to a urologist. Oh, I ain't got time to go to a urologist. I'm preaching. I'm busy. I'm this, I'm that. And if I don't listen to him, I may not be in the shape I'm in. Because my problem was not just taking a bunch of Bactrim, kicking the, the uh, infection, and going on with life and preaching whatever. But I had a serious problem. And you know what, parents? Sometimes it's difficult. That little sister come to me there when I was at Wisner. She was an old pastor's daughter. She had to take care of her mom and dad. She said, Brother Reisinger, the only day I have off is Wednesday. I've got to do my, my mom's checking. I've got to do my dad's checking. I've got to pay their bills, et cetera, so on and so forth. By the time I run and do all that, she said, I can't get back in time for church. 
I said, man, sis, I understand, but all I can do is preach to you what was preached to me. That nothing's more important than going to heaven. And folks, you can't go to heaven and not come to church. You know, but I had to kind of say it that way. And she was sitting there in our living room, me and my wife. She dropped her head and she said, you're right, Brother Lysinger. I was taught the same thing. Sometimes children kind of push a parent. Even when they know they're wrong, they'll still push to see if they can get their way. Sometimes we do God that way. Yay, hath God said? We just had a funeral there at Granite City. It was my niece, 42 years old. Been in the penitentiary. Had a lot of problems. She prayed through about a month after she was diagnosed with cancer and all that. She prayed back through. They baptized her in a uh, bathtub. Baptized her in a bathtub. She died just a few weeks later. I told my former pastor, my old pastor, my, my nephew that Brother Barfield knows. I text both of them that day of the funeral and I said, ask them a question. How much hell is it going to take before you want to go to heaven? I'll say this and I'm leaving. People change when they hurt enough they have to change or they learn enough that they are able to change or they receive enough that they want to change oh come on speak Lord for thy servant heareth I wouldn't take nothing. The lady back on the candle, she said, when you was in that high ridge apartment building and God spoke to you and said, I told her, I said, I was ready to commit suicide, seriously thinking about it. I said, isn't there such a thing as a friend you can turn your back on? I said, God spoke to me and said, come live for me. I'll be your friend. She said, how do you know it was God? I looked at her. I said, ma'am, you'll know when it's God. She said, well, I'll tell you what. She said, I don't think God loves me or God cares for me or this or that. I said, he never spoke to me, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, that. I said, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. If God spoke to you, would you listen? I said, can I give you my honest opinion? I think God's been talking to you. He's talking to you right now. But you won't listen. 
And I said, I'm going to pray that God talks to you just like he talked to me. So now this afternoon, I'm going to pray right now that God talks to some of you. Loud and clear. Simple. You'll know it's him. While they sing, if he's already talking to you, would you come to an altar? Make the right choice. Cover up all them bad choices. I want to be saved, folks. Man, I'm going to be saved by God's grace. I'm not going to let nothing get in my heart. I don't want nothing in my mind. Come on. Yay, hath God said. My buddies come to me one time, say, come on back to the neighborhood. Just just come on. You don't have to drink. You don't have to smoke. You don't have to do nothing. Just come on back and let, let everybody see you. I said, I'm not coming. I knew what was going on. The devil's sly. He would have got me back in that environment. And next thing you know, this and this and this and this. Well, what are you saying, Brother Reisinger? Are you saying you're a weak Christian? I, I'm not going to say that. But look, you're not near as strong as you think you are. You better watch who you hang around. You better watch. Go ahead and say, would you come? Somebody's got to hear God's voice. Yea, hath God said, Devil, you get out of here and you leave us alone. I pray that God binds every devil that's talking in the ears of God's people. Please listen. Please take heed. Please call on the name of the Lord. Voices that affect our choices. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. Come on, I'm asking you to come down to this altar. That's the right voice. That's how you work it out. Would you come?
hold of you. Closing gesture to the Lord today. I want you to lift your hands to heaven. Say, God, I want to I want to know your voice above every other voice. God, I want to be able to identify your voice above my own voice, above the voice of the enemy, above all the voices out there in the world that are calling it in. Amen. Hallelujah. Above all those other voices that are speaking to me, trying to distract me, trying to, amen, take me down the wrong path, God. God, I want to know your voice. I want to understand it, God. I want to know it's you, God. God, I want to know God. speak to this congregation. Speak to, this, to the individuals, God, that are here this morning, God. singer obey God this morning spoke to us hallelujah thank you elder thank you brother rice singer amen for that tremendous message here today hallelujah amen so many voices in this land trying to distract us praise God I'm going to make up my mind I'm going to follow Jesus hallelujah why don't you shake hands with one another brother rice singer will be back with us next Sunday morning to preach for us again hallelujah amen uh, won't you shake hands with each other? Amen. Tell each other how much you, how glad you were to see them in the house of God today. Amen. Come back tomorrow night at prayer meeting. Wednesday night. Amen. 
Hallelujah, church. And then next Sunday, praise God. Let's live for God. Live for God. Live for God.